0: your secret. of this world so that their souls may have peace we will not surrender we will fight we will stand for what is right because we are the justice warriors good afternoon justice warriors tracy and i are back and stronger than ever i want to apologize for ghosting you for so long the truth is that i took some pretty hard hits last year but i feel that the lord is calling me to get back up and walk with confidence knowing that he is with us He has assigned us with an important mission to speak the truth and to be a voice for the voiceless and to lead others out of captivity or fear. That has always been our mission and it isn't over yet. So for this episode, we are going to discuss some updates in the Crystal Rogers case. Crystal has been missing since July 3rd, 2015, when her vehicle was discovered on the side of the Bluegrass Parkway. Her boyfriend and child's father, Brooks Houck, was the last to see her alive. He claimed that when he went to bed the night before, Crystal was up playing video games, but when he woke the next morning, she was gone. However, during questioning by Detective Snow, Brooks's brother Nick Houck interrupted him with what appeared to be a scheduled call and told him to stop answering questions and leave. For the past eight years, Crystal's family has been tormented by the Hauk family, with Brooks Brooks making snide comments to Sherry, Crystal's mother, when he would see her around town, and even dealing with justice for Crystal Rogers signs being ripped out of yards and destroyed. Then, a year and four months later, on November 19, 2016, Crystal's father, Tommy Ballard, was murdered while hunting on his property. There have been so many instances over the past few years that we have thought that we were close to an arrest. There were FBI raids and intense searches of property owned by Brooks Halk, and then silence. Just when we were starting to lose hope, they finally made an arrest. Last month, Joseph Lawson was arrested for tampering with evidence and conspiracy. Joseph is the son of Steve Lawson, who was an employee of Brooks Halk, and happened to be somebody who Detective Snow had questioned Brooks about in the infamous video that leaked to YouTube years ago. In that interview, Snow asked Brooks about a call that he had received from Steve in the middle of the night just before Crystal went missing. Brooks and Steve seemed to have already discussed what they would say because they offered a half-cocked story that Lawson had called him to ask him about a rental house. But Snow was too quick on his toes for Brooks because when Halp claimed that he told Steve that he would call Crystal and have her call him back, Snow came back with, well, why would you have to call her if she was sitting right next to you? Oopsies, looks like Brooks wasn't as clever as he thought, but guess who else wasn't so clever? Brooks's brother Nick, who was, at the time, working for the police department. We recently learned at Brooks' house arraignment that Nick allegedly sold the gun, believed to have been the murder weapon that killed Tommy Ballard, to an undercover FBI agent. It looks like Judgment Day is coming early for the Halk family, and I say family because the judge called out five Halk family members at the arraignment for recording the grand jury meeting, which is illegal in Kentucky. There were a lot of things said in our recent interview with Lex 18 that didn't make it on air, so I'm going to say it right here because guess what? This is the Justice Warriors podcast, and we don't censor the truth here. The fact of the matter is that this case, like so many others, was hindered by small town politics. That's the real reason why Ms. Ballard has had to wait so long to get justice for her daughter and husband. Crystal's case didn't stand a, cha- a chance of being solved until the FBI and the state police stepped in. So with that said, um, hey Crystal, hey Tracy, I just called you Crystal. Sorry. Hey, Tracy, um, why don't you uh, tell us what because I didn't I didn't know about the hearing today and you brought it to my attention. So why don't you tell us about that? You're on mute.
1: You can tell it's been a while since we've done this. <laughs> okay. um, the hearing was not today. It was last week. It was the judge's decision came down today. Oh,
0: that's and, what I was talking about, sorry, yeah.
1: And it was to reduce uh, the bond. The bond is set at $10 million. The defense for Brooks gave many reasons as to why this should be so. However, the judge sided with the prosecution are what do they call it? Something different in Kentucky. Uh, I don't remember. The Commonwealth,
0: what, the
1: Commonwealth, and um, or whichever they decided <laughs> with whoever was prosecuting. The he case. said, No,
0: he said, Hell, no, no, <laughs> the
1: judge, that's what the judge said. Hell to the no, due to Nick's, which you just mentioned, and due to the family's. Um, Interference Interference and other things going on. And the fact that Brooks is estimated to have enough money to cover a $10 million bond. Right. And it's not a 10% of 10 million. It's $10 million bond. Mm -hmm. And um, so it was denied today.
0: You know, I was thinking about that. You know, he has, obviously, he, he has a lot of money. Um, he's, a, he's a wealthy man. He owns a, a lot of properties. Um, he builds houses. And I think that um, maybe in cases like this, that the prosecution is a little slower to make arrests and, and put charges on people that have that much money because they know that they're going to have the means to hire a good attorney and it's going to be harder for them to get a prosecution uh, versus somebody that doesn't have money and is just going to end up with a public defender and uh, not not to say that all public defenders are crappy but um, somebody like Brooks is going to be able to afford like the best of the best
1: and and several attorneys not just one like,
0: like the David Ravens and the Steve Fereces of the world like the the, the big guys the heavy hitters the ones that don't often lose um so i mean it makes sense that um i understand that they had to make sure that they had enough um a a solid case before they arrest him but at the same time it just seems like um a lot of the things that should have been done or could have been done earlier to obtain the evidence that they needed it, it just seems like the ball was dropped a lot. And, um, and all off the top of my head, I can I can think of one instance where that happened. And that was, um, I know we had, I, I won't talk about specifics, but we were privy to some evidence that somebody had brought to the family and said, Hey, you know, this is here and um you know you you might want to have law enforcement look into it and the family tried to get law enforcement to look into it and by the time that they were able to secure the search warrant and get there to look for it it was already gone cuz it took them too long to get there
1: and now i, think- I want to i don't want to blame law enforcement because i know Yes, they seem like I'm going to be the devil's advocate here.
0: <laughs> they seem. Oh God, please don't use that term. <laughs> <Uh-oh>, <laughs> if ever hear that term again, it will be no, don't. Okay. Advocate. Oh, yeah, oh. yeah, 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 yeah. Okay, list another word. <laughs> um, no devil advocating. We are not advocates for the devil.
1: No, we are not.
0: But, but I, I get what you're saying. Just for, yeah, for the funny- money
1: yeah the money because as far as when we were looking at things we can't if if we don't have a a client that has the money you don't have the client that had the money they could not we couldn't do certain things we couldn't get people in to do this or do that and i think uh county agencies and city agencies are restricted by money a lot of times
0: resources money a lot of times and um you know this makes me think of a, of another case I just recently became privy to but um you know they, they'll often say to the victim's family you know this isn't our only case and I remember you know when we first stepped into um the Raquel Jackson case in Louisville that the, the exactly yeah. original detective that was on that case, and, and apparently they passed around that case quite a bit and it'd been through many, many hands. But um, when we first stepped in, that first detective was actually happy that we were there. And I remember him saying to me, You know, like, we welcome you and we're glad that you're going to take the time to take, to take a look at this because, you know, we've got a, a stack a mile high of cases um, that we can't get to.
1: And that was what, a 20,
0: 27 year case at that point? Exactly. And it had, they just never really had the chance. It never made it to the top of the stack. And which is sad because it was a a pregnant woman that was brutally murdered. And, and you would think that that would be um, top priority, but you know, it was just the, the murders kept coming. The cases kept coming and, they didn't have the manpower or the resources to make it through every case the way. And they,
1: did. they actually had to take the two departments and combine them and then got rid of a lot of people. So it was really, really, really hard. And so remember that when you get upset about.
0: Yeah. But I mean, you know, it's like when it's your loved one, I mean, that that's got to be frustrating. Oh, Yeah. And the thing is, like me, as an investigator, it's so hard for me to, especially when they don't have the money, um, it's so hard for me to take money from victims, families, you know, in situations like this, which is why a lot of times I end up working them for free um, or for, you know, seriously discounted prices.
1: Or when the money runs out, you continue.
0: Yeah. It's right. Like, happens, yeah. And that, that's exactly right. Because, you know, I've had people give me, you know, money and then it runs out and then they're like, Oh, I'm sorry. We can't. And I'm like, I'm not going to just abandon you now. You know, I can't do that. So, um, but you know, with Crystal's case, there was just so much. And, you know, I wanted to, us, you know, we can talk about, cause we know firsthand some of the things that the Halk family was doing um, to interfere and some of the things that they were doing to intimidate and they were just awful. They were, they were, they were just absolute tyrants. Um, you know, there was, um, how, um, sorry, Crystal's sister, Brooke, um, one time was, was driving, I believe to school. And she had to turn around to get her laptop and she lived in the same vicinity as the house, their farm. And she came to the stop sign and Brooks's father pulled up behind her and and seemingly intentionally rear ended her and then jumped out of his car and proceeded to yell at her. And I believe this is before her father was killed, because if I remember correctly from what she told me, I believe it was that he was telling her, "If your father's got something to say to me, he can say it to my face. He knows where to find me." You know, blah blah blah, because um, you know the the Ballards were always very verbal. Um, they they were never shy about expressing who they believed killed their daughter, or you know, and uh, so you know, and and um, and then there's the there was a there was actually a billboard which I don't remember who funded the billboard, but it said Brooks Hauk. Where is Crystal Rogers? So the town, most of the town, was always very supportive of the uh, Ballard family.
1: Yeah, they actually they the Ballard family did not condone this. However, their people would drive by uh, another area in the town. With, that had some of the help family members and they'd go by and just oh I remember several that car like a train they finally uh the the Ballards did ask everybody to please stop doing oh, that crap. yeah, yeah
0: they did make a I want to say wasn't it like every year on the day she disappeared Yeah, they, and they honk and they would put together a caravan of cars right. and all drive yeah. by and honk mm-hmm. and yell out the window and mm-hmm um so it it was no secret in that town and it had to have been scary for a lot of people too to you know um and Brooks would I know Crystal's uncle Sammy got into a heated altercation with Brooks at I believe Lowe's once and Brooks would make snide comments to Crystal's mother Sherry when he would see her out
1: and um, a friend, a friend of Crystal's got into a altercation with,
0: yeah. with Brooks' new girl. Out, new
1: woman. Yeah. I, I don't know if she's married or not to him, but uh, her name Crystal t- also, so we call her Crystal Two. Yeah.
0: Um Number Two Sudan.
1: Number two. Yeah. Oh, no so there, <laughs> there had been fights between um her and people, and she's the one that was uh, arrested for stealing the signs,
0: right? Yep, and then there's that, and then there's that that Brooks's new girlfriend, uh, Crystal, too, uh, got arrested for ripping the Justice for Crystal and standing with the Ballard signs out of people's yards and and destroying them. Um, so it's just they were never compassionate to the Ballards, they were just absolutely awful. Um, and well and then you know tommy uh being murdered they i mean not just i I don't think there's any reason not to say it they fucking killed tommy they did um he was getting too close he was not going to stop until he found his daughter he was not going to stop until they were arrested and uh and they knew he was their biggest threat so they just did away with that problem
1: and in my opinion, they also have a third, the, the third victim of Jason Ellis.
0: Right. But Jason he was before Tommy, though.
1: But shot. He off, was
0: before Crystal. He,
1: he was shot off the Bluegrass Parkway mm-hmm. in the dark. His, his was uh, like early morning after getting off
0: mm-hmm.
1: uh, of work because he worked as an officer also. And, um, tommy's was early in the morning when they were getting ready to go turkey hunting yep so it was you know st- still and it's just it wasn't that far apart it's not that it's odd that it happened the same way and yeah. i have a feeling if they can get tommy maybe they'll be able to get uh
0: jason. A for jason as well i think i think that jason's family is kind of holding on to hope for that too because there's been right. you know, since they started making the arrests in Crystal's case, there's been some more appearances from them. And it seems to be it, it seems like kind of like the Murdoch, um murders that it seems like, you know, there may be a sort of domino effect in this, like there was in that case also. And, and there's a lot of similarities, I think, um, you know. It's similarities in
1: all towns that have a family group that maintains a hold over that um, over that town because they've been there so long, or the because they have the money, the,
0: the political and status, mm-hmm. they're, and they're
1: in everything. You know, right. they're they're in the law enforcement, they're in the justice system, they're in the whatever's going on.
0: Let's think about some other similarities too, and that is um, that the Houks, like the Murdaws and like some others that I can think about on the top my off the top of my head, um, it seems like they also always seem to be very involved in the investigation. They're 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 just right up in the middle of it, um, like they're trying to control the direction, um, or they're they're just and they're cocky they're, they're cocky. There's no, you know, you can just, there's, they have no thought or concern whatsoever that, that they're going to be investigated or that they're going to be arrested. If they,
1: they wouldn't have gotten tried, they wouldn't have done it in the first place if they didn't work that way, because these aren't crimes of passion. These aren't something that just occurred there was a little right. bit of planning to went into this premeditation a little bit of planning went into a lot of these uh,
0: well let's on that note let's talk about motive let's let's go into that um that's something you
1: don't that- have to have to prove a case in a court of law right you
0: know? but we got i mean but but we've got a good idea what the motive was and um you know mm-hmm. that was something else that we had talked about with lex 18 that didn't didn't make it on well, um, he had two minutes. He had to
1: wait.
0: It, it wasn't our fault, right? Yeah. Right, but but he had said, you know, we want to hear something we haven't already heard, and then he didn't use any of the stuff that we said that he hadn't heard. He ended up putting the same old, same old on. But yeah. but motive. Okay, so go. I believe it's financial.
1: Yeah, I believe yeah. it's financial motive. I believe there were there was paperwork because mm-hmm. Crystal took care. Crystal Rogers took care of. Uh, Brooks's paperwork and, um,
0: his books, his financial books.
1: Yes. And, and she from a source that we know Mm -hmm. had said she was going to move out. And, um, so it was advised, well, maybe she could, should copy all the paperwork. So when it comes down time for child support, possibly that
0: she would have the records right and you know i think that what did she ever
1: copy them it sounds like she did but no one actually knew for sure where those copies were however crystal did have a um storage locker uh, this is yeah right and this is all alleged this is all alleged a storage locker and it's fact that the fbi went in and and got a bunch of documents
0: yeah yeah, I mean, we got that information from one of Crystal's best friends and um and you know, when when Snow is asking Brooks about their relationship and Brooks is acting like, Oh yeah, we fight, but we always move on and no, we weren't breaking up and no there you know, there wasn't trouble on the home front and whatever. Well, we happen to know otherwise. That, you know, from from our source Crystal was planning to leave and she was actually looking at an apartment. She um, had
1: right, right, there was an apartment over. She was given this is another alleged however we want to say it. Um there she was asked to come back and manage a convenience store and the owner had a uh, a spare apartment, apartment. type place yeah. on top of convenience store and she was going to live there and manage the store underneath. I don't I mean that was that was a scenario that was talked through. I don't know if she was going to do that. However, that was something out there. And
0: um so yeah, so but I think, you know, for Nick to get involved the way that he got involved and you know, I I mean I know that it looks like he was more involved in Tommy's murder. Um, I don't know if he's the actual person that murdered Tommy. I think he probably is. So do I. We know that he was a professional sniper. We know that they were very, very good at um at shooting at target, and I think they may even made their
1: own bullets.
0: Yeah, that's what I was gonna say. They loaded. So, their own, yeah, they loaded their own bullets. Um, from what from from what I recall, the the gun that we believe was used was a blackout. Um, and that gun, uh, I can't remember. I don't know the the numbers of how far it can shoot and whatever. But it's a sniper gun, and I know that it can. It's so powerful; it can shoot through walls. Um now
1: i have another question on but i just lost it it was there and then it went um it was back to oh yeah with nick the reason i think is because whatever was on that paperwork was about the entire family right have involved an entire family and that is why this big
0: Well, what I was getting ready to say is I think it's important to note that when the FBI raided Nick Houck's grandmother's house, that the IRS was there as well. And why would the IRS be involved in a murder investigation? Um, So I I think that is a huge clue as to what's going on here. Um, But I also wonder if... um, if she may not have also been a liability because they may have been concerned that she had some information about Jason Ellis. So you know it's I, I think that when the whole family jumps in to take care of a problem like that, then um it, it's probably a pretty big problem that they've got it that they're having to take care of. I can't hear you.
1: I think Jason Ellis. Had the same uh, got got the same information Crystal did. I think it's paperwork. I think it's all whatever happened because Nick says in the interview that I posted. I forgot which one of um, Nick's interviews on our page. He says that um, out of nowhere, for no reason, they ask what shift he works, and he says oh, I worked I work the midnight shift, the same one I, that Jason Ellis did. Yeah. Like, why did you say that in the middle of an interview for no reason? Why? Right, right. So right. I believe that it's, he was first, and then Crystal found out about pretty much the same thing that Jason found out, but maybe more, right. and mm-hmm. had actual copies of it, may not even have known what she had in her hand. Right. And, um, cause she was just looking for child support, you know, and, uh, well, we don't know that we No,
0: don't know we that. don't, it, you know, maybe, that... maybe she, maybe there was more to it, um, than just child support.
1: Maybe there was, I,
0: I tend to, I tend to think bigger sometimes than, like, you know, well,
1: just... that could be it though. I sometimes don't think big enough.
0: Right. <laughs> well, with all that said, I just want to remind everybody to keep the Ballards, keep Sherry in your prayers. Um, Sherry is the strongest woman I know. She is just absolutely a, an amazing person. Her heart is so big. Um, I, I I just went and visited her a couple weeks before the arrests started coming, and um, and she's just still such a light I mean it, it's amazing to me that the, her light has not burned out and I and I know that what drives her day to day is uh is is getting justice for her family I want to share something funny though um <laughs> so when I was in Bardstown recently and I let her know I said hey I'm in Bardstown I said do you want to meet me for lunch and she said no she said uh, she's about to attend a birthday party and she didn't really have time but she was like do you want to stop by and see me for a few minutes she said just come by come by the house and i said okay i said well i really want to you know bring you something i want to i want to stop and get something for you i said um what kind of what kind of wine do you like I said, let me let me stop and get you a bottle of wine actually i was at bullets which they make their wine is amazing. A uh, little free promo for bullets. Um, bullets wine is so good. The rose is to die for. Um, but she says, "Oh no, she says I don't drink." She said, "I'm afraid if I start, I'll never stop." <laughs> Bless her heart. She's so sweet. But um,
1: she yeah. is. She's a very sweet person.
0: So, but I did. So, oh,
1: anybody saying anything about her?
0: Oh, no, I, I don't think anybody, I don't think anybody could say anything bad about that woman. She is. No, just-
1: I meant the how. you know, the house. So. Oh,
0: fuck them. <laughs> I don't care. Oh, you know, does anybody care? Um, another thing uh, that's funny, um, I, I've done some work for a law office in Elizabethtown and it's a criminal defense office. And I was sitting in their office the other day and I said, I'm surprised y'all um, didn't end up with the with the Brooks house case. And he said, "We wouldn't touch that case." He said, "We would not even touch that case." And I said, "I said, oh, good for you." And he said, um, "His." Uh, I was talking to the attorney. He said, "My my wife showed me um, a meme or something. I didn't actually see it, so I'm describing it secondhand. But I thought it was funny, so I want to share." But he said, "It's circulating around Facebook, and it says something about Kentucky is divided in everything, politics, blah blah blah, goes down this list." It says. But the one thing all Kentuckians uh, agree with is that Brooks House did it. <laughs> I oh, said, that's, that's awful. And what? beyond,
1: and beyond. Yeah, yeah,
0: yeah. so that's, uh, that's, that's,
1: I think- I'm sorry. To continue yes. supporting the Ballards, there is also, I'll link it to, on um, our on our Facebook on our page. Facebook page. Justice Warriors Facebook page a link for the shirts and the shirts will go and help support the Ballards during the time of having to go to court and um and all those expenses that are involved in in court at the moment Brooks is being held in Hardin County yeah. not Nelson County
0: so where I stay
1: <laughs> so He's being held over there. So there is sometimes there's traveling. So and expenses that come up with that. So if you want to stand and support the Ballards, we will have the the little website for the shirts of where you can go or the number you can call to get a shirt.
0: All right, guys. Pray for Sherry Ballard, pray for Casey and the whole family and for Crystal's children. Keep them in your prayers and um, it won't be so long until we put out our next podcast because like I said, we're back and God is calling me to get up, brush myself off and get back out there because I'm not done doing God's work. So we love you and take care. Bye. Bye. so that